to Today on Broadway for Monday, December 24th, 2018, Eastern Standard Time. I can't believe a year went by so fast. James, it, it's it's time to see what we have time to see. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Those tweets are going to be coming like crazy tonight. So just mute things on Twitter if you need to. It's like uh, April Fool's Day on the uh, Broadway websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Twitter, which is a Broadway website for me, pretty much. Mm, and I am Broadway stars James Marino. Yeah, James. So uh, first off, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who celebrates that in one way or another, secularly or religiously, uh, and especially to you and, and Laura and the kids. I hope you have a, uh, a great and joyous holiday. And for those of you that don't celebrate it, I hope you have a great Festivus or um, Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate this week. Um, I, I hope you have a great one. And even if it's just hanging out with family and, you know, sipping some hot cocoa and watching uh, it's a wonderful life or something I, uh, I i hope it's a wonderful wonderful week for everybody what will hopefully make it an even more wonderful week is that we had a couple episodes come out in this very podcast feed over the weekend first up on saturday our latest episode of spotlight from jenna tessa fox and i butchered her name last week it is heidi shrek <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i, I had thought it I right would, originally I, you got you had it right and then uh then you second guess yourself and then i thought well I, Matt's never wrong about this, so I just went along with it. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> no, I, I was right originally, and then I second-guessed because it wasn't something that I had prepared for. We were just talking off the cuff, and I I didn't prepare for it, and I didn't write it down, and I'm not very smart. But anyway, so the, uh, Heidi Schreck is the star and the creator of What the Constitution Means to Me. Um, that will be wrapping up its off-Broadway returnish engagement, like it transferred theaters from the New York Theater Warehouse or New York Theater Workshop to uh, 5090s, 59th, but um, one of the hottest, most buzzed about things of the fall in New York. And I would not be shocked at all if it had a uh, another return engagement into New York at a theater that may seat over 499 people uh, sometime in the next few months. Um, so listen to that. And then... On Sunday, James, you had a new This Week on Broadway with Peter and Michael. You guys uh, didn't have a ton of things to review because, as we've talked about uh, recently, there's just not a lot of new things uh, opening because everything was already open for the holidays. Uh, but you did talk about the passing of Galt McDermott, and you talked about a few concerts and things um, that, that, the, that the guys had been to, including Norm Lewis um, and some other stuff. So what, what sticks out to you from your conversation on Sunday? Uh, great, uh, great stories about Galt McDermott that uh, Peter and Michael had. Um, you know, it's uh, he's one of these people that uh, was not really I, I don't want to say he's he wasn't really a Broadway insider. He really didn't embrace the the Broadway life the way others uh, others do that have had so many successful runs on Broadway as Galt did. So it was nice um, to hear Michael and Peter's take, and they had uh, both of them had interviewed Galt a number of times and met with him and uh, and talked throughout Galt's career about this stuff. So that's a lot. It's 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 a different uh, take on Galt McDermott that, we, that we've seen on a lot of other uh, reports of his passing. That's great. Definitely, those two will have lots of insights. So listen to that um, next week, though, James. I did want to mention that this week on Broadway next week will be a year in review. So you are calling for listeners to let you know what they want everybody to talk about, uh, things like that. What are you specifically asking for people to let you know, and how should they let you know? 
Well, uh, we were figuring uh, next week, again, there's not going to be much uh, to open between this week and next week. So um, we thought we would do a year in review type of uh, show. And certainly Peter, Michael, and I have a number of things to talk about. But we'd love to hear from the listeners. If you uh, if you have a favorite uh, in the last 12 months that you want us to talk about or you want to throw your comments in about, uh Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, email. Uh, you can even call our phone number. I, I, you know, we hardly ever give the phone number out. What is the phone no, number? We really don't. It's in, it's in our. It's in the show notes, I believe. Notes. It's eight 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 two eight five four six six six. And oh god, uh, four six six six. Really, James? You yeah. couldn't get a better phone number. I probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, I think uh, that's the Broadway radio phone number. There's a uh, Broadway Stars has a phone number that's uh, probably better than that. What is the Broadway Stars? Eight five five ninety eight stars. Uh, ah, there we go. Eight five five nine eight seven eight two seven seven. And so you know we have yeah. lots of phone. Numbers. Avoid calling four six six six. But um, <laughs> here. During the week, as we talked about, James, we're probably there's not going to be a lot to talk about. So we're going to probably be taking most of this week off unless there's some big news. However, there will be something in the feed every day. In fact, James, you have a very big present for listeners uh, that'll be coming out on Christmas Day tomorrow. I don't know if you want to tell them what that is or if you want them to be surprised and they can open it tomorrow. Uh, but it's a, a interview with one of the most interesting people in the musical theater now or ever. So about a month and a half ago or so, I sat down with Jason Robert Brown and uh, talked with him uh, about his new album. And this was before the announcement of Songs for a New World uh, was released. Um, So I went back and re-edited and um, threw in some Songs for the New World stuff at the end. uh, So you get a chance to hear... Stuff from his new album, plus from songs from a new world, uh, little clips here and there, and a discussion uh, with Jason about, uh, you know, what he's been up to, and and it was a lot of fun. So I figured it was a good way to get people to uh, resubscribe to Broadway Radio after you get a new device, which uh, I suggest. Absolutely. Well, and one other thing I know for sure we're doing, you, Peter, and Michael are going to have your year in review episode on Sunday, either Thursday or Friday of this week. We teased it last week. It was actually your idea, but I'm going to chat with my Broadway World colleague, Alan Henry, and we're going to do our own little year in review. Um, We've already kind of exchanged some notes on how we're going to do this. We're going to talk about maybe our top 10 performances or shows from this past year, and we agree on almost none of them. (laughs) So this should be a lot of fun which is kind of how our whole odd couple dynamic works. So anyway, James, lots of stuff coming up this week. Happy holidays to everyone, whatever it is that you celebrate, however you end up celebrating it. But we do actually have quite a bit of news that happened on Friday. So we have stuff to talk about. All right. First up in the news, Hamilton to change venues in Puerto Rico. Yeah, James, this is a strange and sudden announcement because as on uh, on Friday, it was announced that next month's Puerto Rico run of Hamilton, which was slated to begin in like two, two and a half weeks on January 8th, will change locations. The run, which will launch the show's third national tour, was scheduled to be held at the theater on the campus of the University of Puerto Rico, Rio Pedras. However, 
the performances will be moved to the more traditional professional theater space at the Louis A. Fura Performing Arts Center. The reason for the change, apparently, is that organizers of the event were concerned about other organizations holding protests outside of the theater, not necessarily related to Hamilton, but doing it there for the exposure that the production will bring. Um, uh, Louis A. Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, father, said in a statement, quote, while we believed in the safety of the campus, some have expressed the possibility of holding rallies outside the theater to draw attention to their causes. We believe in the right to peaceably assemble, and we believe in freedom of speech. But in the case of an unforeseen emergency, our Hamilton production security alone would not be able to provide security to cast, crew, patrons, and the UPR community. Now, apparently there are some limitations to the types of security that can happen on that campus, which is why there is no additional police security or traditional um, other things that we would see here in the States where if something like this was happening on a campus, say in, even if it was just Miami, you would have a police, a heavy police presence there as well. But apparently that's not something that can be done on this campus in Puerto Rico. In addition, the change will necessitate the cancellation of three performances from January 8th through the 10th. So the production will now begin on the 11th instead. Producer Jeffrey Seller said that beginning on Thursday, this coming Thursday, they will begin uh, contacting ticket holders with the information on their new tickets and option for options for those who have had the show that they previously had tickets to canceled, either rescheduling them for another performance or giving them a refund. The exchanges uh, will be done with the most um, effort possible to get the tickets close as, as they can to the original seats. And of course, the previously announced ham for ham lotteries for Puerto Rico residents and students attending institutions of higher education on the island will continue as planned. Now, James, I, they kind of couch all of these things with, well, we think there might be some concerns and, you know, we, we've heard some people talking about the possibility of this happening. If they're going this far to move the production less than three weeks from when it was starting, I have to feel that there was some solid intelligence seems to be a little bit over dramatic of a word, but some solid intel that they would have massive crowds and throngs of people demonstrating outside the theater if they were going to make a move as big as this. Well, I I think that it's viable what their what the official excuse is here for moving it. Uh it makes sense to me and maybe yeah. it, it it's just growing and growing and uh you know, we've seen Hamilton fever you know in, in many different places. So maybe it just got to a critical mass now they're 3 weeks yeah. away and and they just underestimated the the popularity of and the, and the media storm that Hamilton is going to cause there, it, it makes sense to me. And I, I'm glad that they made the hard decision. I'm sure this had to be a very difficult decision oh, yeah. and to disappoint people and reschedule th three performances and change the venue and things like that. But on the upside of this, did you see Lin-Manuel uh, <laughs> rehearsing uh, to get back his uh, his I Alexander Hamilton legs? I've seen him post things, him like doing lyrics in the subway. And then I saw something that Alex Lackamore posted, like they were helping him rehearse in his in picture. The of, hall. Yeah. And Lynn was like doing the, the cabinet battle and he's mm -hmm. like jumping four feet in the yeah. air. He's got hops. Like I was impressed with his ups. <laughs> he really he's he's got vertical. He's totally, you know, he's probably got more vertical. Than most most New York Knicks and definitely oh. more than more than most New York Jets. Poor Jets. <laughs> 
Oh, poor, poor Jets. Jets. Yeah. Sorry, you want them to lose. That's it's better for them to lose yeah. to get a better yeah. draft pick. Get a but. get a better draft pick. That's what my son says. You know, Justin's Justin's like, oh yeah, they, they you know, please don't win tank. anything. Yeah, tank. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, let's talk about this week's theatrical schedule. Okay, so this is an interesting week. Obviously, like, like we said, not only is it that there's just not a lot of shows beginning previews or opening, but because of the holidays, both this week and next week, a lot of shows are changing their performance schedules. There are actually um, uh, four Broadway shows having performances today, um, including uh, matinees. In fact, they're all matinees. Um, they're going to be Aladdin. The Lion King, Once on This Island, and the Waverly Gallery. Those are either at 1, 2, or 3 o'clock today. So if you're looking for something to do this afternoon, there are four Broadway shows having matinees. Tomorrow, on Christmas Day, there are actually 14 Broadway shows having performances. Those are obviously all going to be in the evening. Uh, and then many shows have modified their performance schedules throughout the holidays, both this week and next. So we will have links to the entire um, Broadway performance schedule for this week and next week because of, of New Year's um, from the Broadway League in the show notes at broadwayradio.com if you want to check that out. Now, despite the fact that everything's crazy with the holidays, we do have some notable shows beginning previews and closing that we want to talk about. First up, on Thursday, two days after Christmas, the Roundabout Theater Company will begin performances of the latest revival of Sam Shepard's classic play, True West, at the American Airlines Theater on Broadway. The show will feature Ethan Hawke and Paul Dano. Um, and this is one of my favorite plays, James, so I'm really excited to see how this one turns out. Then on Sunday, December 30th, we have a number of closings. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not going to get to do, be able to do this joke very much anymore, but closing <laughs> on Sunday, summer colon, the Donna summer musical will close as will Ruben and Clay's first annual Christmas Carol family fun pageant, spectacular reunion show, uh, as well as the illusionist magic of holidays. Those are both on Broadway, of course. And then the aforementioned what the constitution means to me will close off Broadway again, but I think they might want to keep those sets and costumes together just in case. <laughs> yeah, uh, Broadway, uh, a number of extra shows uh, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so many shows. Just going to show you that Broadway is not a federal institution that is shut down, you know? Oh, man. Can you imagine if the federal government ran the MTA, though? How much of a monster? <laughs> I mean, it would be even worse Actually, it might actually be better because people wouldn't be wasting their time. But yeah. <laughs> oh boy! But the um, National Endowment for the Arts—they have a, a message on their webpage that says that they can't respond to messages until the government opens again. So uh, hopefully, all that gets sorted out. Asshats. <laughs> Not the NAL. The uh, no, no, the no, no, people. not at all. No, yeah, of course, yeah. yes, the people responsible Just for this idiocy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, I've got two things that are just wonderful. The first, so over the weekend, the Book of Mormon played its 3,243rd performance on Broadway. What that means is that it is now the 16th longest running show in the history of Broadway. It has one more performance than 
the original production of Fiddler on the Roof, which, coincidentally enough, when it closed in 1972, was the longest running show in Broadway history. It is now 17th. So to celebrate the fact that the Book of Mormon past Fiddler on the Roof on this venerable list, a number of, of Mormon missionaries, five Mormon missionaries, put on bowlerish type uh, uh, fedora-ish hats, put bottles on their head, and did the iconic uh, Russian knee-leg dance thing on the set uh, of the Book of Mormon. So a really cool, really fun uh, bottle dance tribute there uh, in the show notes if you want to check that out. And then the other one, I'm sure that every single person has not only heard this one, but... Um, had goosebumps to it and probably cried to it and re-listened to it about 5,000 times. But the final Hamill drop of 2018 was released on Friday, and it was a big one, as not only did it feature a remix, a 44 remix, I'm not sure what that's called, of the song One Last Time. It featured original George Washington, Christopher Jackson, as well as the legendary B.B. Winans, who has a show that he's trying to get to Broadway here in the next year or so. But it also featured former President Barack Obama reading uh, President Washington's um, resignation is not the right uh, word, but the the speech where he announced that he was not going to be running for reelection. I, uh, as cynical as I am, I had goosebumps when I was listening to it. It's wonderful. There's also a picture in the show notes, if you haven't seen it, of of Tommy Kale, Alex Lacamoire, Chris Jackson, and President Obama sitting around a a piano talking about the song. It's just, you know, James, for all of the flack that Lynn gets and all the flack that Hamilton gets for kind of oversaturating the market and being everywhere and all this stuff, like they really do some incredible things. And I've got to give it to the marketing folks uh, there that they find ways to not just keep the conversation about Hamilton and the public consciousness going, but to do it with substance. A lot of shows try to find ways to just kind of be fun or cute to get it mentioned on podcasts like us or on Broadway world or other websites. But Hamilton actually supplies real content and real news and real initiatives that are worthy of being discussed. I can't disagree with anything you've said there. It's just uh, really wonderful. All right, Matt, what else do we need to know for today? Okay, just a few casting announcements to get people into their Christmas Eves, James. First up, the upcoming West End production of Waitress. Yeah, I saw this. They announced the actor who would be playing Ogie in London, and it is none other than 30 Rock's Kenneth the Page, Jack McBriar. He will join the previously announced Catherine McPhee as Jenna, Marisha Wallace as Becky, Laura Baldwin as Don, Peter Hanna as Earl and David Hunter as Dr. Pometer. The show will begin performances at London's Adelphi Theater on 8 February. James, are you a 30 Rock person? Oh, I so am. And I love Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, Kenneth is awesome. I was not a big 30 Rock uh, person, but if you don't know who Jack McBriar is, he is hilarious. He also was a regular on the old Conan O'Brien show, um, and he did tons of skits uh, be- before 30 Rock with uh, Conan O'Brien. So he is – I have no idea if he can sing, but he's perfect for Ogie. So that should be <laughs> a ton of fun. And uh, now, in the words of a legendary British comedians, uh, uh, now for something completely different. On the heels of the release of Mary Poppins Returns, grown-up Michael Banks, Ben Wishaw, 
will be starring in Norma Jean Baker at Troy at New York City's newest venue, The Shed, this spring. Wishaw, who played John Proctor in The Crucible on Broadway a few years ago, obviously played Michael Banks in this new Mary Poppins movie and is the reigning Q in the James Bond movie franchise, will be playing Marilyn Monroe in this new work by Ann Carson. Directed by Katie Mitchell, the show will co-star recent Tony nominee and opera legend Renee Fleming, and the show will reportedly be partly spoken and partly sung, and will look to tie the mythology of Helen of Troy, who had the face that launched a thousand ships, to the cultural obsession around Marilyn Monroe. Now, James, honestly, I'm a bit shook here. I have no idea what to think about this one, but I'm really interested to see how they put this together. There aren't any dates available for the show as of yet because the shed isn't even officially open yet, but I can tell you if I can fit this into my spring trip, I think I might have to see this one just to see what it is all about. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us. Uh, We have a lot of stuff coming in your feed this week, so stay tuned to us. Resubscribe. And uh, Matt and I will be in and out of your ears all week, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.